1: We' are here wish What up everybody? Welcome to the corner. This is like month number four or five for us, so you know what the hell is going on here. We're talking about hip-hop, wrestling, boxing, MMA. and this week we're really just kind of winding down because we had the Floyd Mayweather fights. So, it's natural that we bring you everything that happened with us there. Andres had a better experience than me because he was a little selfish. You know, he got all the connections. Yeah. He was trying to live it up. Yeah. I was there doing work. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> over there, you know, VIP lifestyle. I need to get on your level.
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. Even though, like, the fight, it was weird because I, I didn't feel any energy for the fight until never.
1: I thought the fight was good, though. The fight itself was good. It was better than I expected. Uh,
2: that's not saying a whole lot, though.
1: Hey, it's all in expectations. He didn't dance. He fought a little well, bit. Well, he did dance.
2: He danced. He shucked and jobs a little bit. Nah. He talked. He
1: talked. He talked. He stood in the pocket a little bit. He landed the most punches. It looked like he was hurting Birdo a little bit. I like that. It wasn't I bad. Mean,
2: it's, it's another one of those things where Berto was clearly outmatched and after about four rounds Mayweather figured he was outmatched and then kind of toyed with him for eight rounds. I just wish he would have opened up a little more and tried to get the stoppage. I mean, if, if anybody, we, <laughs> everybody had memes up about Berto's eyes and I talked about Berto's eyes last week. If he would have landed some more shots, he could have stopped him. Those eyes, they don't last well under punches. Nah. So as, as a whole, I mean, the fight was what we've come to expect out of Floyd Mayweather. A lot of people hated the fight.
1: I mean, then you went in looking for a knockout or a triple G style fight. After forty eight of these, you'd think you'd be
2: smart enough to know what the hell you're gonna get. Do people just don't like Floyd Mayweather's style? And that's really all there is to it. They're never going to enjoy Floyd Mayweather's style. Some like people just don't like watching people play chess. That's all it is. And I get it. You know, if you wanna the best fights are always between the lowest skilled athletes. Right.
1: Yeah, because they're just throwing, it's reckless abandon. They don't know how to defend themselves.
2: Like, we go back to the UFC's fight a couple weeks ago, well, about a week ago with Francisco Rivera and John Lineker, and that was just two guys just throwing haymakers at each other. And You love that type of stuff. But anything that's with a lot of technique and not a guy who's willing to get hit, because the greatest boxers, the Arturo Gattis, you know, the Mickey Wards, guys who get hit a lot. Mayweather doesn't get hit. Nobody likes to see that. <laughs> I, me personally, I enjoy it. I like watching him take people apart.
1: I it, like it. It's the good, like the subtleties of what he does. You can tell that he's thought out the entire game plan like ten times in his head. He knows what's coming. There was a couple Berto punches where he just saw it coming. I swear he just looked at the fist and was just laughing like, ah. Yeah,
2: it was. It was. It was rough for Berto because Berto came in saying that he had this plan. Right,
1: everybody got a plan.
2: Yeah, but then you get in the ring and you realize this dude is way faster than you. And you watch some of the punches that Floyd hit him with. There, I think there was like a left uppercut somewhere in like the eighth round where he kind of, he slipped the punch, leaned to his side, and threw it for like right under the shoulder and caught Berto clean. And Berto was like, well, where did that even come from? Yeah. He couldn't figure it out. But uh, like, it, it's so much less to talk about within the fight than it is to talk about Mayweather's career and him retiring and, and everything else but i'll talk about my little experience first yes you do that (laughs) because solo experience well um for those who don't know if you've never been to a mayweather fight showtime does a red carpet in the back and that red carpet leads to this private room where they have um gourmet food and open bar and that's where like the celebrities go and that's where you know people go to hang out um Shout out to Jennifer Burbank. I have to call her out because, you know, she she's looked out. Um, she takes care of me. She gets me back there and I hang out and open bar and some free food. They made us pasta on the spot. They ask you what you want. They cook it up for you. It's delicious. Back there with Emerald Lagasse and shit. Yeah, it's amazing. It's I'm amazing. standing
1: there eating like $18 popcorn <laughs> in my seat.
2: Yo, the media food is was terrible. It's... Either when you go to a, a boxing event, whether it's Golden Boy or Top ranking, it's either Mexican with those enchiladas or it's Greek food.
1: Well, Floyd like loves the, like the weird Greek food. I, like, I think
2: he has nothing to do with that. Whoever puts Who, it but, on for Floyd. Yeah, but it's that, that Greek food and it's terrible. Like I looked at it and I was disappointed. So when I got the call to go to the back, pasta, chicken sliders, gourmet salads, I was like, this is amazing. And you text me you're like, you're not coming back, and I was like, would you? <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I come back? I caught up with uh, Jasmine Simon, who plays Julie Green and HBO Ballers. I'm, we've known each other for years. I hadn't seen her for a while. Um, and Sean Porter's back there, Kenny Porter. Uh, they, Sean's talking about fighting Keith Thurman. Like, we're just, everybody's just in the back cooling out. And then, you know, right before the main event, you go out there and you sit down and get your seat. You got to live that life, Kel. I'm in my
1: seat the whole time. Look at this guy.
2: Yo, I disappeared. I was out. Or the, Between the Orlando Cer- Salido-Rocky Martinez fight, which I watched on the TV in the back, which looked like it was a great fight, where Salido should have won the fight. It was a great fight. Yeah. but
1: Between I, your mouth full of gourmet yeah. pasta.
2: I'm just saying, like, there was a DJ... Alfredo sauce
1: was, all over your face. It, nah, yeah. It was... <laughs> it was, it was pause. Um, <laughs>
2: no white cream sauce <laughs> around a man's face. But... Yeah, that, if you go to a Mayweather fight And you have the opportunity to experience one of these things It's like better than the fights themselves
1: Well, there's no more Mayweather fights So you, you had the last hurrah
2: Well, there'll be one at the, the Cotto Canelo fight And I'll be back there for that one too
1: I need these connections Some, First off, if people don't know Andres is now officially, officially bougie Because last week mm-hmm. we talked about Brunch Yes Now he's the only media member in VIP areas Hey I feel like he's like a solo act now. Like if we're the clips, he's Pusha T, right now. Like he's getting real Kanye Hollywood on me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just be, malice in the background.
2: Yeah, go ahead and write a book. About <laughs> it's <laughs> all bad. <laughs> hey, like, like
1: everybody don't want pasta.
2: I'm just I just put in my work. Like you know, like I, <laughs> I had my homegirl Terry who used to bring me the the, the the fight pack with the popcorn and the soda. She ended up moving to Cali, so she's not a waitress at the MGM no more. It's just it's local people. This Jennifer actually, when I was promoting a little brother show out here, she used to work with Tash of the Alcoholics, and there's gonna be like some 20 year olds, like who the hell are the alcoholics? But um Tash the Alcoholics, she brought Tash and Mitchie Slick to the little brother show. So we had like little brother evidence, Mitchie Slick. It was like a, a great show in, in Vegas. In LA, it would have been super amazing. In Vegas, it was like 500 people. And we were like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so we've known each other since then. She's moved on from music, started working in business. She throws these events. She works for like Red Bull. And I happened to see her a couple of years ago. And she was like, hey, I'm doing this now. What are you doing here? I was like, hey, I'm covering fights now. So one thing led to another. She was like, come to the back. And I was like, yes. And I saw the back. That's I,
1: like, yo, you crept off. It was so quick, man. too. I looked. So, Andres is sitting, like, one row behind me to my right. So, I look back. He's on his phone. I'm like, all right, cool. Chilling. I continue tweeting. I look back again. He's gone. I'm like, okay, people take bathroom breaks. It's right before the co-main. I'm chilling. And I check my, twi- my Twitter, and I just see him smiling, drinking, hand, chilling, plate of food. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, yo, where'd he get that from? They he's just VIP area. I was like, damn, he just up and left. Like, didn't
2: tell nobody. Got the call, I was out. And man, you know, people was like, Where you going? And the fights get ready to start. I was like, I watch it on the TV in the back. I'm good. I'm chilling. He ain't say nothing to me. Like, I'm a row in front
1: of him. Not like, Hey, okay. Let me bring you back a slider. Nope. Like, I'm sure you're hungry. No,
2: nothing. Nah, I had to get back there quick. I had to make moves. Because I only had like 30 minutes. Because I knew the Salito and Martinez fight was going the distance. So I was like, I'm going to go back here, <laughs> do what I got to do. Hey, at the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, I was back there for a hot second. That's when I caught Denzel Washington looking like an old, dirty grandfather. No like, love for the co-host right now.
1: You ain't bringing back a slider, a cheeseburger.
2: Man, it was a, I was in a hurry, man. I Taking order, nothing. I had things to do. You bring me a plate. I
1: ain't <laughs> never going to barbecue with you. I can't get a plate.
2: All right, so enough about me and my experiences, because there's people out here listening. It's like, I don't care what Andres <laughs> has to say. Let's talk about Fight Weekend. Um, but, Kel, I want to ask you, off the top, from the last show that we did on Tuesday when we rolled into Fight Week, did it ever feel like a big fight to you? No, it didn't feel like a big fight on...
1: Not a lot of people were here, as you would say. Not too much urban loitering. No urban loitering. <laughs> the women weren't as scantily clad as in years past. Uh, hey. Uh, we didn't see too many uh, women of the night walking through the casinos. And that's when you know it's down. When that's
2: it... how I gauge my Mayweather fights. People think this is silly. No, but it, if, that's, if that's if you the real to, deal. If you go to a Mayweather fight, you gauge the level of urban loitering and prostitution. If... There are significant amounts of both, because we were down like 60% from, not the man with the Pacquiao fight, because that was like That was next level. Yeah, that was 190%.
1: I saw an 80-year-old dude, blonde guy, comb over, and he had two chicks on his arms that looked like the Funkadactyls. Damn. The Funkadelic chicks. Like, they looked like that. Like, just booty. Just bow. Just tight dress. All it He's like 80. Just crazy smile. Never took his shades off. Yo. That's that's Mayweather Pacquiao. We'll May- never see that again. No,
2: we won't see it again. Like Mayweather fights are gauged by the urban loitering. This year, we, this fight, we we're about like ah, about 30 percent because you know what I'm talking about by urban loitering. There's a certain group of individuals that show up at Mayweather fights. You know, they don't have tickets, no tickets at all. They ain't there for that. No. And they're just sitting at slot machines, not playing and looking for chicks. And then it's like you also grade the quality of women that are at the fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were some all right ones yeah. here this time, but the, the age demographic with the women changed. Yeah, I didn't weird. see the, the 20 through 25 Instagram model. Nah. They were there the weekend before.
2: Right. It was like people, it was an affordable fight yeah. to trick off at. It right? was like
1: 30, 36, where you're past your prime, but still holding on. It was a retirement fight for everybody. Yeah. It was Mayweather's <laughs> retirement fight, and it was the old thoughts retirement. This is like the last hurrah. Yeah. Like, you could bring her out and just be like, yo, there's not too many people here. I can give you one more go at this because Canelo Cotto, I need to bring out the young fresh one.
2: Yeah, go make a run at this. Go make a run. Your baby's crying at home. Baby's crying. <laughs> They're bringing out
1: all the Puerto Rican sexy ones from the Heights and in- NY yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be for the great. Cotto fight.
2: So, yeah. I mean, the fight, fight week itself, it was very, it was very a somber fight week. You know, it was hard to figure out, like, is there a fight? <laughs> like, I remember being in the lobby... And looking around, and I was like, it's fight week? There was more people at the last UFC that we just went yeah, to. Yeah, Mighty Mouse,
1: Dodson. There was way more people. But then again, that was a holiday weekend. True. So True we had uh, the holiday. Everyone was in town for that. Like I said, it was more, more of that young crowd, partying crowd for that. And it just happened to trickle into the UFC joint. Because there were tickets to buy for the UFC oh, one. So course. people were here anyway. They were like, cool, let me just check that out anyway. So the crowd was a little bit better for that one. This fight was just like, uh, but Floyd wanted to make it that. He announced that he was retiring beforehand. Right. He picked an easy opponent to retire with. Everything was just like, this is the come down after the huge Pacquiao fight. And everyone else treated it that way. If he would have built it up, if he would have chose a better opponent, if he would have just kept it under wraps that he was retiring, and this was the setup for 50, I think it could have went a lot differently.
3: True.
2: But he leaked it, and it killed the buzz. Okay, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about heading into this week because there was a lot of controversy. Of course, we had the Mayweather-Usada uh, scandal that popped up. We also had uh, the Jen Welter thing when he invited Jen Welter out and how social media went nuts over him inviting her, which we'll talk about. Um, but I also want to talk about this fight. I was spending some time with the gym with Floyd uh, a couple weeks prior to there a few of us meeting there. And then the day that Mayweather and Berto both arrived, there was a weird air that was going on. Berto kept alluding to that. There was a girl or something. Like and personal history. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't say who it was. Right. If you ask Floyd, Floyd would just be like, I don't know what Berto's talking about. So I did some research and in June, right before the Broner, uh, Porter media day that we went to, when Floyd first said he was going to fight Berto as a joke that we thought there was a story that came out that, uh, Berto said that Floyd Mayweather's pranking his phone because of Nelly and Chantel Jackson. Because Berto's good friends with Nelly, so there's some history here. Furthermore, Floyd need to let that go. Like he, he well, listen, us has
1: way too many women to still
2: be hung up on that. Like, he come is, on, Floyd. He, at the end of the day, he is petty Mayweather. He is petty. Floyd is petty. So it made me think about this a little bit. Why did he choose Berto? He wanted to embarrass him on a national stage. He was getting his check regardless. That $30 million was coming whether you fought Amir Khan, Chris Algieri, or whoever. It didn't matter. So he selected Berto, somebody he has history with, somebody that clearly had thinks that there's something going on because they know the same people. Berto and Floyd have been around each other for years. Floyd will never act like there's been any history with them. So I really think he selected Berto just to embarrass him on a national stage.
1: That's dirty, though. I mean, Berto didn't take his chick. Nelly took his chick. Like, well, you got you beef with the wrong person.
2: I think there is something else there. They're, they know, like Berto was saying, which was interesting, Berto said he knew that he was getting the fight right after the Pacquiao fight. How would he know that? Somebody asked him. He said, somebody from Floyd's house came through while I was at the hospital after my, like, in between surgery, he said, Mayweather wants you next. It's, t- it's too close.
1: And for Floyd— Unless Berto's the middleman. If well, Berto's— he could be. Is he funneling the old Floyd girls? He could be. To Nelly, to himself? That's what I heard, like, before the fight, too. Like, Berto's like, oh, I have my own girls, and they've been through Floyd's thing. Like, so when Floyd drops some Berto's the next guy. Yeah, like, he, I mean, it's a, mold? it's a drop-off.
2: Like, it's a crazy drop-off. I me.
1: mean, you got to stay around in the loop. I mean, it's better than going to one got. of the TMT
2: sweatsuit people, the <laughs> nameless people. There's, like, 80 of them, like, yeah. just to be around. But, so... The other thing that made me think that it was really personal was the fact that Floyd Mayweather, knowing this fight wasn't selling, he never used the angle to, to market something. Mayweather's always finding something to sell. Oh, yeah. He didn't sell this fight at all. He never saw that there was conflict between him and Birdo, which makes me think Petty Mayweather was just out here to prove a point. And he was like, I got one fight left to make $30 million. I'm going to throw you four to show you what it looked like, and I'm going to just beat your ass and make you go home a loser. That's my thoughts. I mean, I'll
1: take it. Are <laughs> you going to throw me four to embarrass hey. me? Yo, listen. I'll take every single one of his girls if that's the case. That's like, Just throw look. me. So, wait. Berto took his girl, gave it to one of his peoples, and then that led to him getting the biggest fight of his career and $4 million? Not bad. Not a bad Not a bad way to go right and, there. And I mean, look. That's wingman of the year award.
2: Right. Like, Nelly should be. If, if this is all true, this is all pure speculation just based off of the research I do. If this is all true, like... Berto, yo, you won. Because it's not even like you're fighting Mike Tyson. It's not like you're going to lose your life in the ring. No, nah, your, your eyes get a little it. swollen. Yeah, and you go home. $4 million richer. You know what I would, like $4 million, you know what I would go home without? Teeth. I don't need my teeth. I'll just get some new teeth. Yeah, you get fake teeth. Yeah. i have the best smile ever. Hell yeah. Look like, like a dead. shark if I want to. It's $4 million. I yeah, get what what whatever whatever teeth I want. So Berto, Berto won. Floyd did what he wanted to do. Berto won. Um, so let's talk about this this. USADA report This Floyd Mayweather Using an illegal Quote unquote IV Thomas Hauser Wrote a report SB Nation Saying that Floyd Mayweather Was using an illegal IV To rehydrate And it could have Possibly led to Some kind of Performance enhancing drug Of some sort Masking a PED or Yeah something. Flushing his system There was a whole timeline There was very It was a lot of details there My problem with this story Was there was a lot of Holes in it um, First Kelly let me, let me get your take And I'm gonna tell you What I thought
1: well, I think it's something, one, the rule is way too new. Um, it's something that people did on the regular for the past decade, two decades in boxing. Like you, you cut down weight, and MMA for that matter. Cut down weight, you want to hydrate quickly, get an IV. Right. As long as you don't put any banned substances in your IV, you can put vitamins in an IV. You can replenish other things, electrolytes, whatever it may be, through IV. And, of course, it's going to flush your system. You're putting in fluids. You've got to get rid of fluids. But you rehydrate quicker. That's all Floyd was looking to do, in my opinion. He was facing a guy where people said still had pop and power, and you want to be as strong as possible. He did a lot of stuff before that fight that he didn't do before. He was chopping wood. He was doing all that. Strength was a prime concern for him. He brought in a, a new strength coach. Um all of these things, one which the strength coach has a history of PEDs and Boy, all this we, shit. That was the reason. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. That doesn't look great. Right. But strength was a concern for him, so he did this, one, to add more weight than he would usually have going into a fight. A lot of fighters do this. Why he didn't do it before Canelo, which had the same type of concerns, I'll never know. But he wanted it for the Pacquiao fight. It seemed to work. Pacquiao's punches weren't hurting him. And IVs are nothing new to the sport. People just want to grab onto something because it's Floyd. Domestic violence was out of the window. He invited uh, the coach in. Jen Welter. Jen Welter in, and he tried to squash that. Okay, what else can we get from him then? Let's save this till two days before the fight, and let's make this the narrative. And I think that's kind of why he wants to walk away, because there will always be something. You can always grab something. I don't think he's tired of
2: boxing. He's tired of stuff like this. I agree. Um. First of all, the, like I said, the, the report there was a little. There's a few holes in it. Now there are, there have been some journalists who have been on top of this, the drug testing thing, who have been are very credible with what they do. Um, I'm not saying Thomas Hauser is not credible, but I'm saying that there's some holes because there was a certain test that he talked about, which is a CIR test. Who he says that Floyd didn't take. There's a report that Kevin Ayoli put out where he got the, the results from the CIR test, and it shows the day that Floyd was tested. And it's in direct conflict to what Hauser's saying. And this is what came out shortly after the Pacquiao fight. Now, when it came to the, the IV, he got approval and exemption on the spot. It takes three weeks to process that paperwork. So he did nothing illegal. Now, Bob Bennett came out and said He was like, this is a non-issue. We're not going to attack it. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Boxing is corrupt. Things do happen. Oh, yeah. But until we find some proof, because... If we're going to sit here and like, we're not, we didn't go this hard at Pacquiao for not taking the drug test. We didn't go hard at this Pacquiao, and we didn't really analyze the, the very unique thing that he did, which was had a knockout ratio increase as he moved up in weight. It's strange. But and we he was getting shoulder shots before
1: that fight anyway. What's was, in that shot? If, if we really want to say what's in what, what vitamins are in Floyd's IV? And what medications are in Pacquiao's shoulder shot to numb your whole shoulder, yet let
2: you throw power punches? Yeah, I mean, Because that's not natural. The thing was is that people were like, oh, well, why couldn't Pacquiao get the shot? Pacquiao got the Toradol shot three times before the fight. He just couldn't get in on fight day. So that's not that big of a deal. The IV, if it was approved and the Nevada State Athletic Commission is not taking him to task, it's not a big deal. I don't see why people are continuously trying to find new things to say that Floyd's a cheater when he's just beating everybody. Once you prove it, fine. But until then, like, it's a witch hunt because the timing is very peculiar to do this two days before his fight. They
1: they want the clicks. I mean, no different than, for Floyd, domestic violence should always be a narrative. True. But before the Pacquiao fight, every outlet and their moms wanted to make it the story. People, I'm not going to even watch the fight because he's a abuser of women. He's a domestic violence, all that. Okay, then, don't watch the fight. Why is it now just a narrative? He's been this since before the Guerrero fight. There's been just crazy whispers about it even before he
2: went to jail. I mean, dude. So why now? It's, it's like, the, okay, the spin report that came out that you didn't have really have an agenda. It just kind of popped up. It's all public record. Floyd's indiscretions with domestic violence with women, it's all public record. And it's been there for years ever since Raw was open at the Luxor, like, in the early 2000s. <laughs> this is a long time ago. This is not a new narrative. Like, I'm not a Floyd apologist. People who listen to the show know that I am critical of Floyd as well. I think, he's, I think he's very well one of the best fighters that we've ever seen, but there are criticisms that I have against him. He's a, Floyd, a flawed person, great fighter. Yeah, he's, he's terribly flawed. You know, he may not be my cup of tea as an individual. You know, we don't hang out. Like, I'm not, I'm not his cheerleader. But I can smell a witch hunt when I see one. And there's certain things that it's like, all right, you want to be critical about who he fought? Fine, go for it, right? Like, not everything is his fault. Fights that he didn't fight, I don't care. They're not all his fault. You don't like him? Fine. You don't like domestic violence? Point at that. Say, I'm not messing with him because he beats women. I am totally fine with that. But to use it as this, this, you know, agenda to go up against everything that he does, it's like, come on, man, just leave it alone. They, they did, like, I don't want to compare the two because they're two completely different people. But they did the same thing to Ali. It was, they oh, picked yeah. Ali for everything. Floyd I mean, did go those, to
1: war. He's a coward yeah. all this stuff. He's a traitor against the country. And I tell people that about Floyd. People are like, Floyd said he's the best ever. And, oh, no one's going to believe that and all this stuff. Ali, at that time, was highly criticized. No one would guess 40 years from then he'd have a movie. He'd be considered the best ever that no one would even mention Cassius Clay anymore. Right. That Muhammad Ali, that name would stick and would become legendary. No one at that time would have told you that. But after 40 years passed, and you have people revisiting history, a lot can change. True. And Floyd may be in for the same exact thing. In 40 years, you may look back, and those kids and the people who are reporters then, and they can just look back and see footage. Not be in the situation not have all the stuff circling around them, look at him and say, he's the best defensive fighter ever. He's the smartest fighter ever. This guy is top three. We don't know where they're going to put him, top three, top five, whatever it may be, but it's up to them.
2: It's up to history and legacy because all the
1: feelings and emotions right now, when we're gone, those are gone.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Ali, of course, is there's a you know, civil rights movement that Ali was behind. So there's always gonna, Ali's always going to have the leg up. You know, when it comes Floyd Mayweather as a person, Floyd Mayweather is just as a person isn't. It's bad. very hard to defend Floyd Mayweather the person. Um, he'll talk about some of the charitable things he does, but yeah, if you got three hundred million dollars, oh, you damn right you should be doing some charity. That's a tax write off, at the very least. You know, there's a lot more things you could do to bring attention to certain things. But as far as a fighter is concerned, as far as what we've seen in the ring, it's hard to deny how good he was. It may not be your style. You know, he's more Tony Gwynn than Mark McGuire.
1: Yeah, but he's he, the best at that.
2: Yes, he's the best at that. He's going He's going to keep you away. He's not going to allow you to hit him. He's going to outbox you. You know, people talk about how great Willie Pep was. If you watch Willie Pep, he went around without landing a punch. But Floyd Mayweather is of that same ilk. He's not here to knock you out. He's here to hit and not get hit. So, yeah, as years pass, he'll slowly go up the pound for pound list. He still, I don't think... He cracks – it's hard for him to crack my top ten just because the, the, he has not had the volume of fights. And it's just a different era. Different time. I mean, he was a champion so young.
1: A lot of people can stack their resumes when you're young. Yeah. 18 through 24 through 25. Look at Canelo. He has a wildly high volume of fights. And you can do that when you're young. Floyd didn't do that. He jumped right into the title picture, right into trying to get the money, trying to do all this. And it it hurt how many fights he could have in the long
2: run. But still, he's undefeated, never been beaten can't take that away. No, he never tasted defeat. I mean, 49-0 is impressive, right? Like, to retire undefeated, the, ten, the length of time is more important to me than the record. 19 years? Like, find another athlete who's been on top of his game for 19 years. Michael Jordan was on the top of his game. When he came back, he was washed as a wizard. As a wizard.
1: I don't know. He was dropping. I
2: think he was I mean, like He was 8, still, he was still better. or something crazy. He was still better than like, like 70% of the league when he first came back. But he wasn't the Jordan of old. No. Like, Mayweather's been at the top of his game from day one. You know, he's had a couple so, so nice. He got rocked by Chop Chop Corley. He, the first Castillo fight when he hurt his shoulder, you can debate that he lost. Um, there's people that argue that De La Hoya beat him, which I think is crazy. I've always thought yeah, nah. De La Hoya did not beat him. Um, he's had his, But he's always found a way to win. The guy finds a way to win. When we remember Floyd Mayweather, I remember him as one of the greatest ring technicians of all time. So do you think this is it? Yes. I agree. I think I think
1: he's serious about walking away. What is there to fight for? Like everything for, all right. Money. That's the only thing that's left. Money. They'd have to throw four hundred thousand at him. <laughs> I mean four hundred million. At least, right? Like four hundred I mean, mil, five hundred mil. Ridiculous. Like stupid money. But who's he gonna fight? I mean, only thing that justifies that is a Pacquiao healthy rematch.
2: And even that is and hard Amir to Khan
1: say. wants Pacquiao. If for some reason Pacquiao can knock out Amir Khan. And then you say next summer or next fall, like this time, next September, Pacquiao, Mayweather rematch. Pacquiao's back. He's healthy. Let's go. You could sell that, I guess. Pacquiao I just, would have a, a, a knockout. He's coming back. And Pacquiao's last fight, Mayweather's last ref- come out of retirement. Last one for both of you guys. Last time we'll see them. Let's go again. You can give him 400 mil, 500 mil. It's crazy. And then what? So you're just like, man, I got 800 mil in the bank, but it's 500 mil at one shot. Do I come back? Like that's the only thing I could change his mind. But I honestly don't think he's thinking about that right now. He's ready to walk away. His family is really most important thing to him. Having you know proper brain function, yeah. and movements in his body and everything. He's seen. If anything, he's always been a historian of the game. He's always been knowledgeable about boxing. And he knows people's records. He knows people's styles. He knows the greatest ever and how they boxed. He also knows what they looked like after they were done. Yeah. His father is a prime example. His uncle is a prime example. He has people really close to him who took a lot of punches to the head, did a lot of, you know, drugs kinda. But it is what it is. <laughs> but he sees fighters twenty years after. He sees when their bodies ache every morning. Right. He sees when they forget stuff. He knows all of this and that's what you can't take away from. So he knows, like, man, I don't want to be that.
2: Yeah, I, you know, listening to him at the post-fight press conference, which he talked for 45 minutes. Floyd's never just sat around and talked for 45 minutes. He brought his family up there, brought his kids up, um, had his, one of his baby mothers up there. He had, You know, I was watching his uncle, who was to the right of I me. Mean, he never really got up to the stage because he couldn't really move. He had to be, have, be helped when he walked around. And I don't think people realize that when Floyd sees that, he really is like, I don't want to do this anymore. I have, you know, between seven and nine hundred million dollars in the bank. I don't need to do this anymore. I I need to watch my uncle. I I don't need to put my uncle because his uncle still holds mitts for him. Yeah. You know, like his uncle still wants to hold mitts for him. Floyd Sr. is like, you know, he's a little off. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you want to just it's just a little off. Floyd doesn't want to do this anymore. When you watch how weary he is of all this, and then plus the negative press that he gets around it, whoever he fights, it doesn't matter. Who cares if he walks away? People are like he can't walk away. It's fifty to zero. Well, if it's fifty to zero, then it's gonna be fifty one to zero. All we want is more opportunities to see him lose. And if I'm Floyd Mayweather, I'm throwing up the two middle fingers, <laughs> jumping in my Scrooge McDuck vault full of f- uh, cash, Nick Diaz style. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. And I'm out. I'm out. I am out. I don't need this anymore. I don't need it. For what?
1: So who's next? That's the last question we got. Who's next? I mean, you have to have pay-per-views, right? You I don't, don't have
2: re- to. The pay-per-view model is getting old and dated. I mean, we
1: got PBC. We see how well stuff works on television. Uh, it seems like Heyman has that well of money just in his back pocket where he's still paying people ridiculous amounts of money. Oh yeah. Um. So, I mean, the same thing. It's not... Unheard of I guess Guys are getting paid 1.5 mil To be on network television To pay someone 2.5 or 3 mil Just like Berto just got um, Around 4 mil for him But Even if you pay someone 3 mil And put them on network television Same thing Who cares where they fight But pay per view Still has like that marquee That status Seeing your name Up in the lights MGM Grand Whatever pay per view Canelo has it I still think it's something These boxers want
2: Just ego wise Yeah It's just hard to sell you know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard to sell. Like, I'm very interested in seeing how Cotto and Canelo does. And that's for a number of reasons. Cotto doesn't do interviews. Canelo doesn't speak English. It's hard to sell this fight to casual fans.
1: Triple G is doing quite well, though.
2: Well, he'll do well. He'll sell out the garden. But let's see the pay-per-views. Pay-per-view. Will he do over 250,000 pay-per-views? That's the barometer. Because you're, now you're limiting your audience. Like, if I'm doing pay-per-views and a number of people can't watch me fight, well, then what am I really gaining here? Floyd Mayweather was over. Overexpo- he exposed himself. He was brilliant. The mastermind of everything. He used De La Hoya. He used him like a pawn. Yeah. Created a villain. Made you want to pay to see him lose. Biggest draw ever. Pacquiao was doing phenomenal things that nobody ever saw. He was the Batman to, to, to Floyd Mayweather's Joker. Like, those things all work. But now, it's like Canelo, if he doesn't ha- didn't have the Mexican fan base, he's not selling pay-per-views. True. You know, Golovkin has this thing. Of, he has an aura about him. So people are going to pay to see him. But how much are they going to pay to watch him fight David Lemieux? Are they going to pay? more than 150,000, 200,000 people going to pay to watch him beat up David Lemieux? Because that's what's going to happen. And the only reason that I'm really interested is because Chocolatito's on the card. Roman Gonzalez. Yeah. Who is probably the best pound for pound fighter we have right now.
1: Damn, that's close. I mean, he's one of the most exciting. He's more don't, You don't people. get that. Yeah. You don't get that style at that weight very often. So when we talk about who's next, and I guess that's our pound for pound list Yeah, I mean, we might as well get into it. Yeah. You're, you five fighters take Floyd's spot. Oh, man, five through one. Um, five was tough for me. Five was tough for me. I'll put I'll put Chocolate Tito at five, and that was tough. I didn't feel like Errol Spence was there, mm-hmm. so I left him off the list. I got to see more El Spence. I know he's your boy. Um, I, I just have to see more of him to even think of him in the realm of a pay per view person. So Chocolate Tito could be five. He can just. Demolish people at his weight class Yeah Four Deontay Wilder I mean Big Tall Strong American heavyweight uh, If Klitschko Bounces Before you can fight Klitschko He's golden Because okay. He can't take the L It's fine He'll beat everyone else And then Three Triple G Even though Triple G's a little older I struggled with him at three Because his window was closing Quicker right. But Triple G Two Canelo Canelo's still young enough He already Is a pay-per-view name He can be in that De La Hoya stratosphere. He can, if he learns English or just markets himself to the American crowd. Because he got the look. Girls think he's like a pretty boy, like redhead guy. Like, he does a little comb-over joint. He can do it. If he just plays to the crowd, he can be that next superstar. And Keith Thurman, number one. Keith got the mouth. Mouth, knockout power, pay-per-view star. That's it.
2: All right. Um. Well, my number one is Canelo. Um, it's just because of the Latin fan base. More than anything else, the Latin fan base. I swear to you, this band learns English and does a Taco Bell commercial. I'm sorry. Didn't have to be a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> <laughs> can we at least get Opoyo Pollo Loco? Like, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a Mexican commercial. It could be a Burger King commercial. Whatever Canelo does, he has a look. He could do be an extra in a movie. He Because he can't walk on to the... Fast the, the, and the, Furious 13. That's what I'm saying. Like. Right now, Canelo cannot walk on to the, the late show with Stephen Colbert. He can't do it because he can't speak English. The moment he can do that, game changer. He's got to learn English. And right now, that's why I put Keith Thurman over him
1: because all you think Keith Thurman has to do is beat him. Yeah, No but different he, than Mayweather
2: and Delahoya. He's going to get beat, though. And that's why he's not even on my list. Keith, Keith, Thurman's th- gonna get- Keith is not on my list. He's not on my list. But I'll, I'll go further. So Canelo is number one. Because of all the things I just mentioned. And then once he learns English, it's over. Um, right now, Triple G is number two because there is an aura about him that people just I hope Royce him. is listening. I hope Glasses is Man, listening. They can all listen. But no, like, he's doing pay-per-views. He's knocking people out. He's exciting to watch. It doesn't matter who he fights right now. If he gets in there with a ward, that becomes tough. But I think ward's going up to 175. Ward also said that Triple D ducked him at the Mayweather fight, which I thought was interesting. He said he has an email where he offered 50-50. And Triple G's people said no. Curious about this. I need to do well, a it. Well, it shouldn't be
1: 50 50.
2: No, it shouldn't. Continue. But, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll see. So, Triple G's number, number two. Um, number three is Chocolatito, but not because of anything with marketability, just because of the fighter that he is. I think he's going to be one of those guys that people are going to watch. But it's hard because, like Demetrius Johnson and UFC, the little, little guys don't get any love.
1: Yeah. I mean, how high can he really gain? I I don't don't see him Moving up that
2: much Um 130's might be His his ceiling So like Chocolatito's 3 Just by default Because I think He's one of the best Out there Um Terrence Crawford Is number 4 for me
1: Terrence was almost there I I feel like he's A little I don't know Bland right now He
2: is bland There's gonna Something's gonna have to Change with Terrence Crawford In terms of personality Very Andre Ward Yeah Um I can't put Andre Ward on my list either because – he's bland. Not like, only that. at chalkboard. He's on the – you know, he's with Rock Nation, and it, it doesn't line him up for the best fights out there. Um, and I have Spence at number five. And the reason why I have Spence at number five is there is the story of Errol Spence. It's more like they <laughs> – The did you, legend of Errol it's, Spence. It's crazy because if you watch the PBC card on Friday night where Spence just kind of just ran through his opponent, they kept alluding to, I heard you gave Broner the blues in the gym. I heard about the – like, it's become, like, this chatter that nobody can avoid. So, everybody starts asking, who's Errol Spence? Who's Errol Spence? And then you watch him, and then you, he's, like, "He's good as advertised. So, I think it's going to take some time. Errol Spence has got a way to go to be, like, a big draw. But I think Errol Spence has got the goods. Um, you got to
1: knock out Broner then. Oh, wait. Do I'm sorry.
2: Real. Chocolate Teeth, I got to move everybody down. Kovalev is at number three. Sergey Kovalev is at number three right now. Co- Dude, Kovalev, first of all, Kovalev can crack. He's running out of opponents, though. He still got Donna Stevenson. He still has Andre Ward. There's the only two people You need right now Look
1: me in the face And tell
2: me that Stevenson is gonna fight him they, It's gonna have to happen Stevenson's
1: 39 years old right it's now It's Look me in the face
2: He's gonna have to ha- It's gonna have to happen No I Like I get it He's, <laughs> been, a, he's been avoiding he's Kovalev avoiding like, like the plague Yeah like worse than the plague Like the clap Like crabs <laughs> Like he doesn't want Any part of Kovalev But he's gonna have to fight him The the sanctioned bodies Are gonna sit there And go you know what dude you're gonna, like, we, You can't keep running away from him You have to fight him And go get killed And then retire Stevenson won this week and gets another bum. I don't have Deontay Wilder on my list, too, because I think Deontay Wilder is going to end up having to fight Klitschko and he's probably gonna lose. Yeah, that's rough. But it's
1: still he's young enough. He's he could be the next guy. Klitschko's gone. Like he got
2: hate in at, at the
1: crib. He ain't staying around much longer. Well, he, he said
2: taking blows to the face after that. He said today, he had a conference call today, and he said, you know, as long as I got my health and motivation, I'm still motivated. You know, I'm fighting Tyson Fury. You know, you know if Deontay Wilder wants a piece, I'll fight him, too. They sparred together. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know? they have a history, isn't it? So, I, I really see, like, Klitschko is going to give anybody in the heavyweight division a hard time. You know, he he's the most dominant athlete with the longest tenure of dominance now that Floyd's gone. Nobody's been as dominant as Klitschko. Klitschko has been dominant for a decade. Ever since he lost to Lehman Brewster in 2004, nobody had been able to, like, pinch him, much less fight him. So... That's that's so yeah I've got Kovalov on there Spence just barely falls off the list Terence Crawford Chocolatito and, and you know whatever Keith Thurman I think if Keith Thurman takes this fight with Sean Porter I think Keith is going to lose Damn we need to get Sean back on the show Yeah we got to get Sean on and that's and that's not just because I know Sean and Kenny It's because there's this thing about guys fighters who have dog in them like Sean Porter who's just gonna keep coming at you and I I'm just really concerned with Keith getting hit all the time him getting hit against Collazo and him getting hit the way he did. Uh, against Robert Guerrero and got swollen up like he did really concerns me. Yeah, against someone who actually has some pop. Right, who was a super middleweight. Everybody forgets this. Sean Porter followed 168. That kid's a little football player. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. It's a difference. It's a difference. You, you know, wait, you know who's, who's off this list, who could have been on this list, but ruined his career? Adrian Broner.
1: Oh, yeah. Adrian Broner, he still was almost number five to me. Just because the way he talks can sell. Pay-per-views. Yeah, but now he just sucks. But then they just put him on there and get his ass whooped. Well, Give him a couple cupcakes, two fights in a row,
2: have a pay-per-view. Get your ass whooped. cupcakes, couple cakes, two fights in a row, go to a pay-per-view. Get your ass whooped. But he, what he's slowly figuring out now is like it only matters when you win. Floyd was able to talk that trash and slander everybody as long as he won. Broner loses, nobody cares.
1: But now his talent level isn't to par with the other top people nah, in the division. Like so he,
2: he's gonna keep losing. He got ran over by Sean Porter. Like who's he gonna fight? Terrence Anyone Crawford at Terrence
1: Crawford will kill Adrian Broner. Everyone besides Terrence Crawford. <laughs> like oh, he, just run through the rest of one forty and hope Crawford moves up to one forty seven. But dude, who's he gonna fight? Lucas Matisse? Matisse will kill him. Ruslan Provodnikov will kill Adrian Broner. It's last time Provonnikov fought at one forty. He just
2: fought at one forty against Matisse.
1: He did? Yes. Jeez. He'll His fight, hands are way too heavy for 140. He'll fight
2: life. at 140. And so I, Broner's, hes he's, he's got to learn
1: how to outbox people. He, he's crazy. He's,
2: he's, he's not even fun to watch anymore. About billions. He's still talking, man.
1: Bye, Adrian. <laughs> Before we get out of here, though, and uh, go to a quick break, we got to talk about my boy because we are talking about uh, Klitschko having Hayden Pentieri at home and mm-hmm. guys just out kicking their coverage with super sexy women. My boy French Montana locked it up. Sana It's Sana Lathan, She's so sexy How did this happen? Is she 50 yet? Nah Hell nah She's
2: still in her 30s She's not in her 30s Dog she's in the 30s Yo we're gonna
1: Google this She yeah. can't be in her 30s But She is so sexy So sexy
2: She might be in her early 40s But I, I'm pretty sure it's... That's not a bad move for Fred. Oh okay She's 44 Damn See? Two thousand fifteen damn. So some out. of those movies were, were a while ago. You're right.
1: Brown sugar and all that. Oh, I'm sorry. She still got it though. Woo. And the old the old ladies, old ladies, the um mature women are the wave right now. I'm not mad at it. Hey. Allie still look good. She bash it crazy, but she still look good. Yeah, man. JLo's looking great. She's a man eater though. Can't mess with her. Yeah. But I mean, if you're young like French, you gotta give him one of these these cougars a throw? Why not?
2: How sway? Like how did French Mon- French Montana? Okay, so going from Chloe to her is an upgrade, is it? It Has to be an upgrade. I mean, okay, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. In the, in the looks of the department, absolutely. Like Sonam is a natural, beautiful black woman. She's she's gorgeous. Chloe Kardashian is a made-up Armenian chick that came from I don't know somebody's doctor's office. Correct. Big difference, but. Sandra Lathan's Again, Sana Lathan's 44. She's an actress. I I don't see this lasting. This is like another thing that's like... Like, women in their 40s should be dating to be married. French Montana doesn't strike me as the man who's going to get married. No, no, no. You date in your 30s to
1: be married if you're a woman. In your 40s, you're dating for a whole nother reason that I won't mention <laughs> so I can keep this a PG-13 podcast. Oh, my God. But she, she's on her... How she got her groove back joint. Like, French ain't for that. You don't date someone... 10 years younger than
2: you So you can marry them You know who got ruined Vivica Fox by 50 Cent Oh Vivica, Vivica Fox She ain't never bounced back No Her face hasn't bounced back I don't know what she did The plastic surgery to her face You know who broke my heart Who And this is gonna be weird And
1: it's mostly cause of her mouth Stacey Dash
2: Ugh. Ugh. God That Kanye video I mean, Stacy Dash. Like I mean, you, you talking about Kanye? I'm like clueless. Like clueless. Like Stacy. What? Like Clu- Stacy Dash. Period. And then she opened her mouth, and I was like, "You are the ugliest broad on yo, the planet." She, she just ruined everything for me. Like, like not, damn, Stacy. Not only are you a Republican, but then you're stupid. Like you're Sarah Palin <laughs> level. Like you. She's the worst. Ugh. Oh man,
1: Topanga still got it. Topanga
2: will always be bae. Yeah. Well. Sorry, Sasha, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> you got it now Sasha We're we're good But Topanga I just, but see, There's I, some of these Like chicks from the 90s Who just They never yeah, like, go away
2: Nia Long right Like Nia Long Nia Long Like she that was says- like Yo Love Jones Friday <laughs> I was like yo I gotta have that Yo I
1: Listen I know Jada and Will Be on some weird shit But I I'd give Jada a throw Jada, I, Jada did something too She looks weird in the face now too Does she? Yeah Her body was always just super sexy Yeah me. And no, don't say. Well, she's muscular and Serena's muscular. Why don't you like Serena? See, it's two different it. damn things. I'm just talking to the listeners now. Like, I don't want to be bombarded in my Twitter. She's like fit, thick. She's like tiny, like skinny, thick. Like, yeah, I mean, she's Jada, like super small, like fragile, yeah. but with muscles.
2: Like, just, down,
1: dirty shame.
2: See, I, think, I never never was see, my joint. I've back never, in the day. I've never thought Jada Pinkett was like that hot. Oh man, never. Jada I was, was a so Lauren cute. Hill type of dude, like Lauren Hill. Yes, oh, oh well, what, wait, like like sister act, sister acts Lauren Hill, yes, not, not clown makeup, lauren Hill, okay, 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 no, okay. like when Lauren Hill got with the even the during barmy, like the album, I was like, yeah, yeah, see, I was Miss education I, Lauren Hill again like, yeah. i I used to be infatuated with Lauren Hill, infatuated with Lauren Hill, knee Long lauren Hill, like, so anyway, we just we just ran off on a tangent about older Listen. women. This is what I'm wanting to talk about right now. The older women
1: need to get some play. See, I, I've just not understood how they all end up single. Shout out to all our fans who are over 40, female, and listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. <laughs> Kel wants to take you all down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I'm in the age bracket. I, I don't have anything against older women. I like older women. You guys are mature. But me being 27, 40 is a little bit out of my range. 44 is a little bit out of my so range. J-Lo, Unless J-Lo loves them young. J-Lo's different. But she'll just tear my soul apart. Like, I'll never (laughs) be the same. She'll give me some fame, and then I'll be out. It wouldn't be good for my career. Like, J-Lo, I couldn't couldn't do the J-Lo wave. But 35, 36, that's my bracket right there. 10 years older, there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah, how old is, um, damn, who else is out there?
1: Yo, there's some. I mean, in that range. Megan Good is like my
2: age. Gabrielle Union is still. Gabrielle Union is like 42? No, she's
1: way past 42. Get out of here. She's like 46. Wow. She got to be up there. Yo, she is still just A1. A1 Gabby. And D-Wade, this just proves anyone can be cheated on, by the way.
2: <laughs> it was
1: D- Listen, D-Wade got Gabby Union. Went, had a baby. A baby. She's 42. And then came back. And she took him back. That's my type of girl. Jesus. It's all forgiven. Nothing wrong with that. Shout out to D-Wade, man. You're living the dream.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's winning.
1: D Wade and whoever uh, that young dude is who wiped up Shaq's old lady.
2: Oh, yeah. Greatest men in America. mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. She's riding horses and shit with Shaq's money. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, anyway, I I still like this French Montana Sana Lathan thing is going to mess with me for a while. I just can't picture Sana sitting with French and French is like playing her a song and she's like, that's hot. And like five Versace scarves. Yeah. I don't I mean,
1: the I don't know he elevated the level of everyone from the Bronx today and I'm happy about this. We're hot right now. We're in demand. Like what? now he showed us the way like think outside of the box. This is the level you can be on when you're from the Bronx. So, he ain't get nothing like that in Castle so Hill.
2: So here's a question. Has French Montana turned into a, the the upgraded version, the better version of Tiger? Music career is like who cares? It's all about who he's dating and his his rest of his life. I still
1: like French's music. Do you? Yeah, I mean it doesn't come out as frequently as, as it comes necessary out? but french french is all right musically i mean he, really? french is still the same french that was with uh, max b and everything french has never changed
2: musically i never i was never a fan of french ever but oh i yeah.
1: mean max b had a good run Everybody well, Max B ny was yeah, yeah. so french is, is still french so his music's going to be the same just like tiger his music is the same if you didn't like tiger from day 1 you're not going to like him now but the sexier the women get around him you got to applaud the man that's the true test of your career if you're a single man, it is now how many women you can pull, and the quality of those women.
2: How long can it last? Like you know, George like, Clooney's still riding away. Well, no, George Clooney's different. Like George Clooney was a phenomenal actor too. Like there's nothing phenomenal about French Montana's craft, nor right. is it the same thing with Tiger. So once Sana they part ways, because 50 Cent was riding high when he was with Vivica, so he could he could trash Vivica. That's all he did. He ruined her. Yeah, French can't Sinai, French can't ruin Sana Lathan. You know, like, Tom Lathan has a number one movie right now. He could ruin her. I, I don't mean, think so. I really I don't think
1: so. Nah, I guess. Now, nah, she's bigger than him. But, I mean, I've seen some wild joints. I mean, Lil Wayne has ruined many a woman.
2: Yes, he has.
1: I can't even watch ATL anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how does the guy not What he did to Lauren London is just unforgivable.
2: Damn, Yeah. Forever unclean Yes Forever unclean Shout out to Ruxin. The league is back this year Gotta be like my favorite show Forever unclean Urinal cakes Yo you
1: can't even touch her. So when we come back for break We're talking UFC Nick Diaz Weed Weed More craziness
2: Five years suspension For For smoking weed weed.
1: Right now Wiz Khalifa Khalifa's just rolling over somewhere
2: Dude Miley Cyrus is like I can go to the VMAs I can talk about weed at the VMAs Smoked
1: weed in the post Post VMA joint Jesus Christ. And Nick Diaz can't smoke a little weed before a fight. We'll We'll talk
2: about
3: it when we come back. What up, Loudspeaker family? What's up? It's your man Ice-T. And I'm the co-host, Mick Benzo. And we're here to tell you that if you love podcasts like the Combat Jack Show. The Tax Season. The Brilliant Idiots. Fan Bros and the Corner. Yeah, then you're definitely going to want to check out our podcast, The Final Level Podcast. The final level podcast is where you're going to get to talk about the latest movies, games, TV shows, and sports. But delivered from two OGs who give less than zero fucks about how you feel. We don't hold shit back on this podcast. It's It's the the hardest hardest podcast podcast on earth. Plus, you'll get deep-ass interviews with my friends from hip-hop movies, TV, and sports. And we just don't talk to anyone on this podcast. But when I do sit down to chop it up with someone on final level, you can best believe you're going to hear them like you've never heard them before. Ever heard them before. On iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, which is real close to Snitcher, but it ain't. And YouTube, right here on the Loudspeaker Network, the number one podcast network on earth. Church.
1: All right, what's up, everybody? We are back from break. Yeah, tell Kel, tell, tell what happened on the break with yo, your Facebook. So I had the craziest thing just happen to me. Like A friend from high school hit me up, and she's like, yo, what's your problem? And I'm like, "Uh, nothing, LOL. And then she's just like, what is with you posting fuck you under all of my pictures on <laughs> Facebook? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I check her page, and then she has a post, and from my account, it says, fuck you, under the post. And then she's just like, <laughs> LOL, Kel, that's so not funny. And then she messages me. And every comment she makes under this post, I respond, fuck you. <laughs> but it's not me. <laughs> sure, it's not sure. So she's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I didn't do anything to you. Why are you doing this to me? I was like, yo, I'm recording a podcast. Honest to God, it's not me. So she still thinks it's me. She's like, I was just taken aback because it didn't seem like
2: something you would do. Damn, she's still on it. Yo, she's still hitting me up about it. Shorty, uh, chill out. Kel's really—he's really—he's recording a podcast right now. He's really not. Hopefully, you she out. listens to this podcast
1: and know, like, yo, he's dead serious. But she screenshotted it to me too. Oh, and then at one point, I sent like a little mad dog picture to her, like shaking <laughs> a fist. No, yo, you did. <laughs> Yo, it's not me, though. I swear, like, someone has hacked my account. I just changed my password and everything. And they just sent little mad dog emojis and fuck (laughs) you to her over and over and over. And it's just her. It's no one else. Yo, I'm
2: screaming. This is so hilarious. Yo. See, I can't even get work done on a podcast. Social
1: media is the devil. So I had to change my password. Whoever hacked me out there, thanks. Yeah.
2: In In the dog picture, I have no idea where you got that from, but that was brilliant. It wasn't me. Yeah, okay. Now, there, now I'm starting to wonder can and he
1: Start know. logging out of shit. I mean, It was probably like In someone else's computer And they're just like Oh let me do this Yeah uh, mm-hmm. This guy has
2: nothing To do in life Let's just start Messing with people Destroy Trying to destroy you And old girl I feel bad for her Cause she's like Why she, That's what she was <laughs> watching. She was like What did I do to you and I'm just
1: like Yo I don't know what you're
2: Talking about <laughs> You just kept saying it
1: <laughs> They said her a mad dog Yo it it got to the point mad where in the message that I'm messaging her, she says that, and it says, fuck you. In the <laughs> message. And I'm writing the message in my hand. I'm like, yo, it's not me. So whoever's doing this is just genius. That's brilliant. Oh, man. So this is how we begin the second segment of, of the podcast. Uh, I love all of our followers. If you guys get a random message from me on Facebook, it's not me. I was hacked. By someone with a very
2: small, vulgar vocabulary. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Let's talk UFC, man. We got to talk about weed, something normal. Right off the rip, Nick Diaz had his uh, hearing with the Nevada State Athletic Commission and has been fined 33% of his $500,000 purse against Anderson Silva and banned for five years for smoking weed. Weed for five years. Let Let me just start
1: with this. I'm not the expert on weed. I've never smoked a day in my life. Never tried it. Never done anything. But still, it's weed. It's crazy. Like, I don't care. I've seen people smoke weed. I know very productive people who smoke weed. It's weed. Like, cigarettes are legal. Alcohol is legal. Weed? Five years for weed? Chael Sonnen
2: got two years for PEDs. For something that really hurts you. Unlike his third or fourth offense. Right. Weed? Okay. Come on. So, so we have to go in the nitty gritty of it. On the surface, I didn't feel so bad for Nick Diaz before the suspension was handed down. If he was going to get punished, I was like, you know the rules. Why are you smoking weed before a fight? Like, you know they drug test. You're gonna, you got busted for something that you knew you shouldn't be doing. I always have a problem with people who start trying to be activists for things that you know better not to do. Like, if I smoke weed at my job, I'm going to get fired. Yes. And I can't get mad because they fired me because I know better than to smoke weed. True. But upon closer inspection, there was this thing where they drug tested him three times: once right after the fight, and two times before the fight. And I believe the level that you can't go over is 150 milligrams per ounce of blood, or something like that. Um, and the first test he was under, and then the second test he was like like 750, and the third test he was under, which so you is can bizarre. Smoke a little bit of weed is what well, they're saying. Basically, when you're out of competition, can have like a cookie. Yeah. Well, cookies are potent. Are but, they? Um, yes they are. <laughs> um, I've had I've had a brownie or two before. I don't smoke, but I've had a brownie or two and I was stuck. Um, I've never tried anything. Yeah. That anyway. sounds interesting. I've never been to Amsterdam either. Really short story. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law went to Life is Beautiful festival last year. And it was his first time going and to see Outcast which he, which he really didn't care about cuz he's like 24. And um Kanye and he got a weed cookie as a celebration. He doesn't smoke. He barely, he barely started drinking, but he was like, "I'm gonna go all out and I'm gonna have a weed cookie." And he got a whole bunch of weed cookies from his friend. Zero so to one hundred, dude. He was in the bathroom for like four hours in a porta potty. I couldn't find him. <laughs> and then when I did eventually find him, because I was working, I was doing interviews or whatever. He was sitting like on a sidewalk thing with his face in his hands, looking like he just like cried because somebody killed all of his animals and his best friends. And he was just stuck. He couldn't move. See, that's why I don't do weed. And, like, and I was like good. And like, I was like, "You spent all this money because the festival was like one hundred forty dollars a ticket. You ate a weed cookie, and now you can't move. Like he was stuck. He didn't see anything. Shout Shoutouts to you, brother-in-law. I'm not even gonna say your name, but people who know me know who you are. Damn, don't do it one again. weed cookie. It was a rap, rap city. He could do nothing, motionless. So anyway, back to this the thing with Nick Diaz. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So, Diaz, so the two of the tests came in, and and they went to uh, WADA-sponsored labs. So, the first one and the third one went to the lab that went under. The one that went over, never had a B sample, and never went to a WADA lab. How do you suspend a guy off of the two drug tests that do go to the lab, and he's clean, and the one that doesn't go to the lab without a B sample is super high? Shaky, to say the least. Super high, pun intended. (laughs) But, I mean, it's Nick Diaz.
1: I mean, you've seen the the pictures of him. We've seen the middle fingers. We know his reputation. Dude, I've been they, out with they him. Can't wait. Yeah, they like, couldn't wait.
2: They were going to he get. Is him. the bad guy. But, it, you know, it's just messed up. Like, five years being the. You know, the people say, well, he can fight somewhere else. No, he can't because all the commissions follow suit. Once you're suspended in Nevada, you can't fight anywhere. Unless you fight in Brazil. But he's got a hell of an appeal on his case. Yeah. You know, he's going to appeal this because that it's a shaky drug test. And. Um, I forget her name. One of the, uh, the people on the boards, you know, they, they recommended a lifetime ban. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a she minute. She had it out for him. Anderson Silva was in the same fight and got busted for steroids or PEDs and is going to get a one, one year, year ban. Five years for smoking weed? Retroactive, right? So it already started from that fight. Yeah, like somebody, he can fight in January. But five years for weed? Look, smoke weed and fight me. Like, have a weed cookie be lunching like my brother in law did and then fight me. I'm cool. I'm not complaining. I'll beat your ass. Yeah, like, you can't be
1: at your tip-top shape while high. I I don't know how this works. Yeah. But
2: you just can't be, like... It's not like cocaine. You get mega strength. Like Tyrone Biggers lifting up cars. You can't really do that. Shout out John Jones.
1: John Jones. Yeah,
2: John Jones. Like, I mean, John Jones will coming for you, boy. I always (laughs) think about Cormier saying that. I can't help it. Cormier, he loves Popeyes. There's two things about Cormier I'll never forget. (laughs) But, like, John Jones, he was, yeah, cocaine, like... Cocaine's a A different hell of a drug. And you're like impervious to pain. Weed, you're ultra sensitive.
1: Yeah, I don't know about weed. I feel like it'll slow you down. Yeah. Seen a lot of red men. I mean, maybe it slows
2: down things like the matrix, so you can see punches. Maybe. Or maybe you just get really lazy and don't want to get off the stool between rounds. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. It has to affect like the longevity of the fight. Like either you're gonna get really hungry by round three or you're gonna want to nap. Yeah, so weed aficionados, I don't smoke, Kel doesn't smoke. Let us know. If you smoke weed before a fight for a twenty-five round, a twenty-five minute fight, does it really, is it really enhance your performance or not? Word, I need to know. That. I mean, there's people who smoke weed every day. Listen, I don't judge you if you smoke weed. We need answers. Yeah, I just need to know. But five years is just a bit harsh. They need to chill. So hopefully and that they, shit's legal some places. Like I'm really, saying, five years for well, something that's damn near I'm sure, legal. I'm sure Nick is not getting a medicinal card. If he got it, he hustled one. But I don't think he needs weed. So I think he thinks he
1: needs weed Of course
2: he does Most people who smoke weed Think they need weed Yeah so he's not addicted
1: think. to it But I'm sure it like helps him Yeah So He seems like a dude Who just you know just, It mellows him out I it mean, Seems like he's a cool dude Like let him have his weed just, He just, ain't hurt nobody with the I'm weed saying Leave Nick alone and I can anyway. understand like Okay Nick You can only smoke this much Before a fight So it's out of your system And then you gotta be like A little crazy for like a week Cause you're without weed And they go right back to the weed That's it I think you'll be okay with that. Because we see a lot of athletes in a lot of sports now choose weed over contracts. Yeah. NFL, I've drafted like three people who are suspended for four weeks on weed. Got a steal in my fantasy draft. Martavius Bryant, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Thank you, because I got you in like the 11th round. You're going to come back and just catch 60 yard bombs because you would rather enjoy weed. It's kind of it's it's weird to me because for millions of dollars, I'll stop doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean dude. You, you put again, a mill or two in front of my face, I I'll stop anything. I'll I won't shower.
2: Yeah. For a million dollars a year. Yo, I'll be you the funkiest fighter. They'll call me funk master. I'll I be like, care. yo, Andreas is coming to the cage, smelling like shit. You told me, yo, you can't shower for eight years, but you
1: get three mil a year. That yo. ninth year I'm gonna be smelling fresh as hell. Yeah. Like a million bucks. Literally. Yep. I, I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. All right, so moving right
2: along. Let's get to some real MMA stuff uh, this weekend, away from the weed. World Series of Fighting, uh we have the Gagee Palomino match at WSOF 23. The, if you anybody missed the first one, find it. It was a hell of a fight. Incredible. Um, the rematch should be just as good. I wish it was in Vegas. We don't get too many World Series of Fighting events in Vegas. We get like one every 6 months or so. Uh but it, it's It's a pretty dope card David Branch is on there defend You know Fighting a light heavyweight Phoenix Jones The the, the real crime fighter hey. Turned MMA fighter Is also fighting on this card Against Roberto Phoenix Young. lost his other fight his Yeah fight. he did I mean He's He's a little
1: weird He did alright in that fight though But yeah. he came out Full superhero Yeah Costume he,
2: he I don't know He's a crime fighter Yeah He's like a real life hero
1: He's not He's not quite Batman though Nah not, not No not. League of Shadows For that guy not Batman quite. would do well Inside the cage Yeah
2: But um Yeah, because, you know, we've seen what Batman could do. Yeah, 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 exactly. But But anyway, like, this card in itself, I'm going to be watching it this weekend because there's not really much else to watch. We don't have a UFC card for a few weeks until, uh, what, Cormier or... Yeah, the next one Cormier. Cormier it and it slow it? down. Yeah, it slowed yeah, down it considerably. Slow down, and then we go into December. They try to kill us <laughs> like three nights of fucking MMA fights. Crazy.
1: I'm, I'm not complaining, but um, uh, David Branch is back, which is cool. Um, David Branch is really good. He's one of my favorite fighters in well, World yeah. Series of Fighting.
2: Branch after he had his run in the UFC, he's, he's done well for himself. in World Series. He's fighting at light heavyweight, so this should be interesting. But it's really it's all about Palomino and Justin Gaethje, and then and, and probably one of the best fighters that's not in the UFC. Uh, his first fight with Pal- Palomino was great. But I think it's the same result. Justin Gage is gonna walk away with the victory. Palomino's gonna pull on a hell of a show. Might be another fight of the year candidate. All I'm saying is it's not all. it's not pay-per-view. You guys should watch it.
1: Nah, definitely. And then uh Friend of the Podcast is actually on there as well. And
2: that's D1. Oh uh, yes, my man Danny Davis. Uh fighting Matthew Frinku. He was supposed to he was a Risley when he was on the show, talked about supposed by uh Khabib's little brother. But he's on. He's on the card. Shout out to him. I don't know if he's listening, but uh, I hope he gets gets another victory. He's been rolling as of late, so the card's not bad. It's a World Series of Fighting this week. I'm gonna watch David Branson win his light heavyweight fight. Um, and then what else we have? We have Bellator, don't we?
1: Yes, Bellator card.
2: Uh, light heavyweight tournament. Your favorite? My least favorite, which I <laughs> just clearly don't understand this, but uh, you know, I've seen the guys come out. It's like only it's only two fights that night. King Mo. Um, shout out to Mo. It's going to be interesting, Phil Davis. Um, I don't. It's, it's, this is a weird card. We got kickboxing and we got MMA, and we got Tito Ortiz in the main event. Uh, Tito, do you think he wins the belt? No.
1: Ah, oh, I think the fix is in. Who doesn't want to see Tito a champion again? Not me. I, <laughs> I'm, man, I'm I'm okay. Uh, it's, it's been a while since we've seen him on the top.
2: Yeah, but he's fighting undefeated Liam McGeary and Tito Ortiz. It's just not that good.
1: No, 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 not at all.
2: I mean, can we take anything from him fighting Stephen Bonner? I mean, he
1: won he can still beat someone. That's what we can yeah, take he away. Can
2: beat me? Um, no, I'm good. Like it's weird that this is like the main event. Like I'm, I'm I have a problem with these new, these promotions that are trying to compete with the UFC. And they're putting on these strange – they're trying to use names that are just kind of around still, like Tito Ortiz. Like nobody needs to see Tito Ortiz main event in anybody's card. I prefer you use your your new talent and let those guys build up their own names um, rather than me having to watch Tito Ortiz fight for a title that I don't understand. Josh Thompson's also on the card, though. Um, freshly left the UFC. He's gone over to Bellator. Uh, of course, we've got Phil Davis versus Emmanuel Newton in the first round of this weird tournament. And King Mo versus Linton Vassal in, in the other first. I think it sets
1: up well. I think for a King Mo, Phil Davis final.
2: Yeah, if it goes that route. But if it's Linton Vassal and Emmanuel Newton. <laughs> yeah, then it's kind of a dud. I it's mean, like, <laughs> whoopsie. Um, but you do what you can to set it up, though. Again, it's, 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 there's a lot of fights on this card. Francis Carmont, who used to be in the UFC, is in this on this card as well. Um,
1: it's not a bad card. No, it's I mean, just really corny at the top. Yeah, because like, Tito, like, but that's I'm how their that's that, how their cards are now,
2: right? I'm just, I think it's very problematic when you headline your fights with guys like Tito Ortiz or Kimbo Slice. It's like these guys can't really fight. The quality of the fight is trash. You're just going off of name recognition. Where World Series of Fighting, I kind of like what they're doing. You know, the, the Paul Harris jake Seals fight, it wasn't just because there were two UFC guys. They were doing well in World Series of Fighting. Josh Berkman had a good run in World Series of Fighting. You know, Justin Gaethje's headlining because he's probably the best fighter in WSOF right now. Um, but Bellator is just weird like that. Like, this four-man light heavyweight tournament, if they don't get Phil Davis versus King Mo in a WrestleFest final, I don't know what they're going to do. Ah, oh, That would be ugly, but if they could,
1: for some reason, stand up, we're good.
2: Ah, we'll see.
1: I, that That's the key But you know it's It'll be entertaining We don't see enough Tournaments anymore You don't like it, it doesn't bother me
2: Yeah I'm just not a huge fan of. And life. it should
1: be a decent card But this weekend I'm looking forward to wrestling
2: Wait well, well, Before we talk about wrestling We gotta talk about oh. Cyborg getting ready To cut to this 140 Yeah, you just you Just ruin my wave. I know, the were, I know you were gonna get like I was hype I know My New Day Rocks chant Was going Yo we're gonna talk I was bro. hit the Big E dance Yo what, We're gonna talk about all, all that <laughs> But we, we got to talk about Cyborg. She's Cyborg, in 140, 140. in the next fight.
1: November and we'll see.
2: Yeah, that's all
1: I can say is we will see. We'll see. I, I'll believe it when I see it because I don't know where she's going to cut that extra five pounds less so to 10 pounds for a Ronda fight unless Dana whispered in her ear and said, yo, catch weight it is.
2: 140 is it. I I think this is going to be a failed venture. I think she's gonna. I think she'll make her 140, right? But she's gonna have to. She's gonna have to fight at 135. I don't think Dana's gonna allow her to step into the cage with Ronda Rousey until she has an actual fight at 135. 140 is just not gonna do it. 140 is not. I mean,
1: catch weight, no belt on the line. Give the people what they want to see. That might be his thinking. Going for the money. That's the big money fight. UFC 200 is a whole different card. If no, you guess that.
2: I, dude, I agree. I just don't, again, I, you stand next to Cyborg and you're like, where is this weight going? Like, I got to see her make this 140. She's going to kill herself making 140. More power to her though. Whatever. All right, let's move on to wrestling.
1: Wrestling. New Day rocks.
2: Okay. New Day rocks. First what? of all. And it's not get the tables. Let's, let's start with Raw and the fact that Raw kicked off with New Day. And it kicked off with New Day and Stephanie dancing, which made it corny. And then Hunter came in and started dancing. And he killed it. And it basically tells you how much faith the WWE now has in New Day, which we all buried because we were like, this is a horrible yeah, idea.
1: So stupid. And we're wrong.
2: The hero of this entire thing, Biggie has been great. Don't get me wrong. But Xavier Woods and the trombone. <laughs>
1: you love this trombone. All right. So you got to be Xavier Woods. For Halloween, then. And we'll get I you a trombone.
2: I have to get a perm too.
1: That's, hey, it, we'll make it work. Or we we'll get you a wig. But it's we, fine. We, we'll get you a wig. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm sure one of the nice women listening can point us in the direction of a wig place. Yeah, I'm sure. And then I got the Big E singlet on deck already. The school I coach at, yeah. the wrestling coach lent me a singlet. I'm getting it designed with the New Day logo around the belly this and like a little be, thing. It's gonna be amazing. I'm Big E'd out. I'm gonna grow my hair out so I get the Big E like fade. Yeah, I am is. all in. We are committed. Where's Marcus? Marcus, friend of the podcast yeah, Kofi. from Yahoo. Tell him to get the
2: Kofi ch- Chess ready. Yeah, it's exactly. all We are Kofi Chess. But, dude, I mean, we got to talk about how like New Day versus Primetime players kicked off Monday Night Raw. Good and match. Which was, yeah, which was a good But the fact that New Day is so over right now, the fact that Xavier Woods was playing the Pink Panther theme outside when they were doing a little sneak attack was amazing. When they did the Kofi kick in the corner and he played the slide on the trombone, the boom, yo, everything about a new day is amazing. And the WWE did the smartest thing by getting the Dudleys in there because you need somebody because they're they're hot. There's just really no, like primetime players can't keep up with new day. Nobody can keep up with new day. It's all about the Dudleys and the Dudleys are going to put them over at night of champions. That's a bold prediction, because I think the Dudleys could take the belts. But for for what reason? Just Why? so the New Day could win them back. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to do it yet. I think they, they may win it in a tables match, but I think they're going to lose in some screwy way. And then they'll come back and maybe they'll win. But New Day's just they're just so over. They're just so. Xavier good. Woods getting put through a table. Yeah, they're going to kill Xavier Woods. <laughs> and it's trombone. Yeah, and his trombone. <laughs> and everything. It's going through a table. It's just everything about Xavier Woods right now is great. Um, Just the new days It's just everything The dancing Like Big E's dancing Has become a thing What? I can it's, kill the Big E dance I can't wait can't wait for Halloween I don't know what we're doing But it's gonna yeah. be recorded And it's gonna be stupid As far as the rest of Raw is concerned It was kinda weird Oh um, the Bella Charlotte thing I'll tell you what I'm not as mad as I thought I was gonna be About how the Twin Magic failed and they got DQ'd, and now we have a rematch. Because I guess the WWE has to kind of wipe AJ Lee from the books and use somebody that they've pr- pretty much brought up in Nikki Bella. And for such a heinous act, as twin magic. And having Charlotte horrible. Twin pin Brie, and now she gets a rematch. But
1: that's what you're going to see every time they talk about the record. You're just going to see that she lost.
2: Yeah, a DQ match. Yep.
1: This is how the record sustained. Like It's just a
2: horrible It'll way. get broken again later, just not right now. But um I'm I'm not as mad as like I thought I was going to be really pissed off. And I thought about it and I was like, well, Charlotte and Nikki okay, cuz their match wasn't bad either. No, Charlotte was really good. Yeah, Charlotte but you know, Nikki's become serviceable as you know, like a, correct. She, as a heel, she's serviceable in the ring.
1: It wasn't the page Sasha Banks well, match see, So Bay held her own That that German suplex Was Well the German suplex the, Yeah
2: That Paige gave her I just have a problem with this. The the match was like I timed it was like 5 minutes and 20 seconds
1: Two Divas matches On
2: one Raw Is
1: Yeah is It's just like
2: 5 minutes for these two You're not giving them Any time They're way better than that And they still told a story Yeah, I mean, they told the story. But, like, Charlotte told the best story. Charlotte's left arm was hurt, and she didn't use it in the match. If you watch the match very closely, like, she gets out of, like, a move, and she never uses her left arm. It's like, her ring psychology is great. You know, Sasha's pretty much the best performer in the Divas division. But Charlotte looked damn good. And I'm tired of Becky not wrestling. Well, that's a whole nother
1: She's just a cheerleader. Like, you just leave her down. Make her champion. Yeah, I don't... Three may have been too much.
2: Because... They gotta again. They gotta break them up. But it's, you see, they're like planting the seeds of dissent, like oh PCB and Charlotte's not there because she's preparing for a match, and Paige might be jealous. They're planting the seeds. They're almost planting them a little too hard. But I hope they're breaking all these women up. Yeah, I hope Becky gets a run at somebody because yeah. Becky can go. Yes, Becky. Becky can definitely go. Um, elsewhere on the card, the ride by Kevin Owens promo was one of the most intriguing things to me no. because first of all. Ryback got sunned. (laughs) Ryback has
1: like this newfound confidence on the mic. I don't know where it came from. And then Kevin Owens just had to shut that whole shit
2: down. Kevin Owens. Okay, so you have two different guys here. You got one guy who was built in the system. Ryback. He was WWE through and through. It was in tough enough. Failed at that. Came in NXT, um, and then became Ryback. This this mutant monster. Yeah. Vince McMahon's favorite creation. Kevin Owens is a fat guy who came up through the indies with a ton of talent. So everything about this promo from the moment that Kevin Owens came out with a secret book and <laughs> the way Ryback tried to interrupt him was like, you didn't throw it out the ring like you messed up. And like Kevin's thinking on his, 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 his toes and he throws the book in his face. Yep. It's brilliant. Now all we got to do is make sure Kevin Owens beats Ryback at Night of Champions. Which isn't a guarantee. It's not. But they I, may be using Owens to put Ryback over. Well, more importantly, I think these two can actually engage in an intriguing program that lasts more than one pay-per-view because they got to g- give them something to do. Thank God that The Miz and Big Show are out of the picture. The Big Show
1: went from fighting for the IC title to getting Brock Lesnar and MSG.
2: Yeah. The Big Show is like He's in on Hansman the outs. Talents. It is the worst. He, dude, you put Big Show in there with anybody you want to make look good. Sting got Big Show on the end of Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets Big Show. You're like, if you're a new talent, you fight the Big Show to make you look strong because you can lift them up. I don't know why this is not commonplace anymore. Everybody slams the Big Show. Everybody. Yeah. But anyway. I,
1: I, I can picture Neville slamming the Big yeah,
2: Show. Yeah. So when it, the, the whole Owens-Ryback thing just became... It, it got a lot better to me because I was like, wow, this is actually... It's like the internet wrestler versus like the, fan, the wrestler that kids like, the big muscular guy. And if Kevin Owens can... Harry Ryback through a few matches This could be a very good program for the next few months Until Sami Zayn comes back And ruins Kevin Owens' chances at the Royal Rumble And they have a ladder war match at Wrestlemania I'm thinking ahead of myself Way ahead of myself El Generico's coming back But until January's Royal Rumble If El Generico comes back
1: I am so happy Now Sami Zayn comes back I'm like Like I don't care Like Sami Zayn is good He's a good wrestler He's not a great character Use this injury and milk it for what it's worth and say Sami Zayn is never coming back. Kevin Owens ended his career and bring back El Generico and watch everyone
2: fucking explode. At the Rumble, you bring him back and you call and Kevin Owens won the final four in the ring, and Generico cost Kevin Owens a Rumble. And we all know it's Sami Zayn, but it's El Generico. Generico. And then you go, you set it up for three months. You, since WWE now recognizes the indies, they talk about, because they talk about their friendship all the time. Yeah. We go back to these ladder matches and we have a ladder match at WrestleMania between Stan and Generico. I'm More down. But then always. who does Balor debut against? Balor doesn't come until the day after Mania. He has to be at Mania. Nah. That entrance in Dallas Stadium. He will headline TakeOver, but no. He, I don't think he's going to be at Mania. I think he debuts on the Raw after Mania. Whoever has the title, that's when he debuts. Because I think we still have to go through a heel turn, Balor too.
1: Okay. I mean, with a Tommy.
2: Possible. So I don't know. I giving don't, up the belt to Tommy. We'll talk about NXT Q. in a minute because NXT. Actually oh yeah, we got a whole yeah. NXT
1: thing coming up, so um, it could go a ton of different ways. What What else is on the card though? Uh, we didn't even talk about Reigns and Ambrose getting a partner. Who I don't know who's gonna be this partner.
2: I tried. I was racking my brain all. all I watched Raw this morning. Dirt sheets don't have it. Nothing. It's not gonna be Randy Orton. Randy Orton's <laughs> off TV. Um, he's probably banging some chicks. It's, it's Randy Orton just it's looks Randy like Orton. a sleaze ball. Yeah. Like, like he just, he looks Not like a he huge just, Randy Orton fan. I love. No, I mean like a sleaze ball. Like he, he goes to the bar, has a few drinks, and like just grabs random girls' asses and takes them home in like three songs. Oh, yeah, you just he's, go to a
1: bar, no shirt on. He
2: does the pose, right? Like, like he he probably does the pose, getting hit. <laughs> That'd be genius. It would be. It would be like the greatest thing ever. Like just the pose. That yeah. is
1: how you finish. Yeah, he's done.
2: Um, but it, it won't be Randy Orton. Um, I'm starting to wonder if it might be Cesaro, because they have nothing for Cesaro to do at Night of Champions. Um, but then there's, like, nobody else. Cause is there anybody that could possibly return? Like, I don't see anybody else that could be worth... I don't know. I I hope it's not Uso. It won't be an Uso. It shouldn't be an Uso. better not be an Uso. There's really nobody else. No, I mean... Someone Bray had beef
1: with? Or unless they want to set someone up for the beef with uh, the new black sheep dude. Yeah, but And that, just get him his own beef on the side.
2: See, I just don't know who it could be. I hope it's not Big Show. It better not be Big Show. I will turn that shit off.
1: Or Kane coming back. Ugh. No. I mean, Kane was injured by them, right? Supposedly, like... He was
2: injured by... Wait, by the Wyatt. No, no, it was Rollins. By Rollins? Yeah. Oh, Rollins did the turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm looking through it. Like, if, if it's not Cesaro, then I don't care. I hope it's Cesaro. Cesaro will be great. Cesaro is weird because he, like, he wrestles these great matches that nobody cares about. And then they, like, don't know what to do with him. Like, between him and Neville, it's like, what are we doing with this? Oh,
1: Neville games? has the worst shake out of anyone, though.
2: Like, what is it? he Him and the Lucha Dragons against the Ascension and, and Stardust? Stardust?
1: Now the Ascension and Stardust is, like, this weird Another Cosmic
2: team? This is stupid. Like, King Barrett's not on TV anymore. Like, it's, this is stupid.
1: They just had too much... Of an influx of talent and don't know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, they don't know how to capitalize off of this. Um they they might have to end up splitting Raw and SmackDown again, by the way. Yeah, to get could. like real interest in both, because the roster is gonna be two
2: stacked Okay, so let's talk about Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, as we know, has two title matches. We didn't see him in pretty much any of Raw until the end when he joins in the tag team match, and he ends up getting he ended up tapping out to the Scorpion Death line. Yes. So conventional wisdom says Rollins is winning. But here's about- here's the dilemma, how? Because if he loses to Cena, which I hope he doesn't do, I hope he keeps both the belts. Like I really want this to happen, but I don't think it's gonna happen. If he loses to Cena and Sting beats him and makes Sting look weak, because Cena just had a, a match with with Rollins, which we all know is gonna be a great match. Oh yeah. So how can't Sting beat him? Who's gonna ruin this? Well, then once
1: again, Kane would be the name, right?
2: Would it be Kane and Sting? Like, who the hell wants to see that?
1: I mean, it was supposed to be Kane Taker, but that shit went left, and the WWE scrambled. But if you bring Kane, like Fire and Brimstone, Kane versus Sting, you I'm get that like that it. darkness play on shit.
2: Like, like Sting, like Kane can only come back with the Undertaker. For me, for me to have any enjoyment out of this, if Kane comes back with the Undertaker and like, all right, we're gonna jump Brock Lesnar, fine. But Kane coming back on his own. Nah, Kane
1: versus Sting You need someone mysterious Versus Sting Like Sting has to fight. Or unless you try to Set up the Sting Triple H Slow play I don't want to see
2: this again Slow play like, Nobody wants Sting's, Sting's
1: revenge
2: So th- There's my dilemma With this whole Rollins thing Like if Rollins loses to Cena Like Sting should beat him too But I don't want to see Rollins lose both of his titles No that'd be horrible And it will never make sense If Rollins wins The US title And then loses The World Heavyweight title That won't make sense either Uh I don't know. It could.
1: <laughs> if he's US champion, right? He beats Cena. And then the... What's his face? Uh, the Irishman. Seamus. Seamus cashes oh, in. Jesus. That money in the bank got to get used sooner or later. It's such a If waste. he cashes in and beats Sting, so Sting has Rollins dead to rights, Seamus mm-hmm. cashes in and beats Sting. Because Sting's not fighting frequently enough to carry the belt.
2: Nah, it's just so you weird. have
1: Sting win it. Sting's raising up all this stuff. Ah, Sting's champion. Sheamus cashes in. Boom comes in and wins. And then what? Like seeing. C- oh, and then tomorrow Sheamus loses the belt to who? <laughs> the Monday he would lose it back to Rollins. Rollins versus Sheamus. The authorities like, oh, Rollins got robbed. This is Rollins versus Sheamus,
2: <laughs> and then you Sheamus know, they, loses. They just rarely ever do like heel versus heel matches. You oh know yeah, what I mean? so it's like it's just to give up the belt, I, unless he gives it to Cena, which I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, like I said, this is all kind of weird to me. I want to see how this plays out. I'm interested in not at champions, but I'm not interested. Like, I think it could either be decent or it sucks. I don't think it's going to be. it'll like, be good. great. Nah, I'm not. I just don't think so. Like the the Wyatt family thing is like, it's it's not really sticking to me. You don't like the Strowman dude and like his weak, his weak finisher. bear I, hug. I just don't like this feud. Because it's really not elevating anybody. Even though Roman Reigns cut a good promo, which I thought was kind of believable when he came down, which just like, you know, we're in that partner, blah, 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 blah. He was believable. But other than that, I'm just like, all right, can we end this and move on to something else? Like, I need these guys to break up and do something.
1: Yeah, Ambrose is just kind of... Just kind of blowing in the right wind now. right now. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. But we have another champion defending two titles this weekend. Yes. we got to touch on. ROH. Jay Lethal.
2: All Star Extravaganza. Um, he's defending his titles against both members of Red Dragon.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be a good card. Um, should be very exciting. Jay Lethal was the original two title holder this summer. Yeah, he for did. Rollins Swaggerjacked him.
2: Yeah, he totally like just they just hijacked <laughs> all of that. I, the, the more I think thing. about it, I'm like, wow, and he did it clean, clean against a guy who hadn't lost in what a year. Yeah, Briscoe. No, Briscoe hadn't gotten pinned for two years. Two years. Not he didn't get pinned. He's lost, but he hasn't been pinned. No, but that's like tag team and all that. You ch- know No, what yeah, yeah. Briscoe hadn't
1: lost or hadn't been pinned in two years, and Lethal went clean over him, and they did it the right way. Now, Lethal's defended each belt, I think, once. Then now, both belts one night. Against both members of Red Dragon, who uh, I've been said I'm over Red Dragon.
2: I mean, uh, I like Red Dragon. I like Kyle O'Reilly as a singles competitor.
1: Okay, singles competitor. I'm, I'm done with their tag team.
2: Bobby Fish, eh, I'm kind of shaking on. Um, I just don't see Lethal losing to either of these guys. No, I think he wins both. Yeah. I really think And he Truth wins Martini,
1: both. I think, like sets it up and, and they cheat. But, the, you know, he wins one clean, one one not clean. It is what it so,
2: is. the card as a whole is actually a good card. It's Friday night. Because um, we have the ACH and Matt Seidel feud. That's going to be good. ACH but, has been, But we have this that. four corners match with AJ Styles, Michael Elgin, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong for the number one contender. That, That's one hell of a match. Like that in itself. See, my only problem is I need heel Roderick Strong. Like, <laughs> pro wrestling, like, please people, go watch PWG. pro Please watch Roddy Strong as a heel in PWG. He's amazing. As his face, he's okay. As a heel, this dude's like, he's like crazy good. But this match in itself is like it should still the show. Uh we have another If they give it enough time. Yeah, well I'm sure they will. It's I mean you don't bring in AJ Styles for a short match.
1: But you have two championship matches. I I guess you have to kill time in between the two championship matches. I mean he's not going to fight back to back lethal isn't no, right? No, no.
2: But you also have the uh another Triple Threat tag team match with the tag team titles with the Addiction, the Kingdom and the Young Bucks. Which I roll my eyes at because I'm like, come on, seen this a million times. Just, just, just do a regular, conventional tag team match with these guys and get the Kingdom out of the paint, please. Oh God, the Kingdom's bad too. Like, uh, they're a comedy, you know? Yeah, they're they're, comedy group. It's sticked. Yeah, Um, the Briscoes are fighting a tag team. They're calling somebody out, so we don't know who's gonna come back to face the Briscoes. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, We'll Um, see who it is. Um, Cedric Alexander and Moose are gonna their feud's gonna culminate at All Star Extravaganza. Dalton Castle versus Silas Young. I saw that. And I love everything about this, this <laughs> match because, you know, it's like... Your boy. Yeah, if if Dalton went, if if uh, Dalton Castle loses, he has to give one of his boys to Silas. And then the other way, like, Silas becomes one of Dalton's boys. It's just great. It's a good television. <laughs> Hopefully, everything pans out the, the right way and everything gets the right amount of time because this will probably be a better event than the Night of Champions.
1: Oh, I think it will be. And uh, we'll be talking about it next week on the show. Like, oh, it just washed the entire yeah. WWE card. Before we get out of here, though, we got to talk NXT. And NXT has so many things up in the air. It's such a wild card. And we really haven't focused on it in a while.
2: No, because the, the shows have actually kind of sucked the last few weeks. Yeah, Except it's been Except for TakeOver, weird. it's been like, mm, okay, uh, whatever. I
1: did see a good match last week. Uh, Samoa Joe and Finn
2: tag team. Oh, against the Lucha Dragons. Yes. That was good. Good match. And then when the Muscle Busters coup de grace finish was like, I was Crazy. like damn. These Great guys combo. should a tag team, <laughs> team match. In the, like These guys should be the champs. Right?
1: Right these now. Sh- I scary. believe that. Yeah. Um... Nah, they're, they're just great together. They work well together in the ring. Told a great story. I mean, man, you have a champion. You have a guy who should be a champion. So maybe yeah. they're setting up that rivalry and maybe there'll be a turn. But we're so. going to love it while we have it. Because that's like an indie wrestler's dream right there.
2: Yeah, those two, like for them to turn, because it seems like it's almost inevitable that they got to, something's got to happen. They fight Big Cass and Enzo next week. We all know Big Cass and Enzo are like super over right now. Yeah. By the way, they showed their intro on WWE 2K16. Amazing. Yeah. All they gotta do is get the crowd to say "soft." It's the only thing that's missing from the intro, but whatever. Anyway, somewhere these guys have to feud. But there's I don't no know. Carmella. I don't care. Oh, I, I'm cool. I like Carmella. <laughs> I don't miss her. <laughs> um, but the rest of the tag, this tag team term, it was weird. The NXT show from this past week was tag teams and women's matches. And the women's matches were trash. Well, even Maria's trash. Well, yeah, but she didn't wrestle this week. Uh, Carmella wrestled. Okay, Car- some uh, a chick I don't know her name, and then um. Dana Brooke wrestled another chick who I don't know her name. Yeah, Dana Brooke is. I don't know how I feel about Dana. I'm trying right to now. figure her out. Like, I feel like she could be a good heel. Like, she's on the verge, but she's not quite with, there. Like, the stupid little head pat thing. Yeah, that's real like, demeaning. There's things it. that she does that are very heelish that I actually enjoy. I just don't know if it's going to translate in the long run because it, it seems like she's going to feud with Bailey. Oh, Sasha Banks and Bailey were announced that they're going to headline the next Takeover in a 30 minute Iron Man match. Okay, so Iron I was talking. Yeah,
1: I was talking to a friend of podcast, Ryan McKittle.
2: Big Mac. And he is very, very
1: against calling this an Ironman match. He's like, if it's not sixty minutes, it's not an Ironman match. And I was like, it's women, so it's thirty minutes. He's like, no, it has to be equal opportunity. Sixty minutes, make it happen.
2: You know, I'm, I, I kind of agree with him in that sense because, yeah, like, I don't know. It's like when you play when the when WNBA gets a smaller basketball. Exactly. So I kinda, I get it, but it's wrestling. It's not real. I just don't know 60 if these minutes six, is tough. I mean. There's, therein lies my problem. 60 minutes for anybody is tough. It's going to be hard to keep my attention. Like, I can't watch Brock Lesnar wrestle for 60 minutes. I just can't see it happening. AJ Styles, different story. Finn Balor, different story. Kevin Owens, different story. Banks versus Bailey for 60 minutes? I get it. But I'll stick with the 30, and I'll take it. I, lo- I don't mind the 30 at all. You know, maybe they could just call They'll it. They'll pin each other once each, and then it'll come down yeah. to the wire. It'll be, be great. Call it, like, most falls in 30 minutes, match. See, I, I I don't really get calling this, like, the Iron Man match either. Uh, it's not 60. Know. You
1: hear Iron Man, you think Brett versus Sean.
2: But all this is. It and it went me,
1: more than 60.
2: Yeah, they had overtime. Overtime, <laughs> which is crazy. But all this leads me to say is, like, why? I get it. But there, I, I see this glaring problem. If Sasha Banks has to wrestle at the next takeover, that means your women are not coming along in NXT because you got to bring Sasha back yeah. to go get the NXT title and basically lose. Well, they
1: signed uh, the chick from New Japan.
2: Well, Yeah, they, they brought her in. You got Nia Jax getting ready. Rock's Nia cousin Jax, yep. getting ready to debut. So it's like they're buying time. Yep. It just and feels Eva
1: Marie may get the push.
2: Even Marie, look. look, She's the worst wrestler in the world. When even Marie comes out, you look at her, and you go, oh, shit, she's got it. Then she wrestles, and you go, oh, shit, get her out of here. Yeah. Because we might have to do a pound-for-pound pound worst wrestlers in the world list next week. Yo, but it's like she looks great. Like the red hair with the the flare robe. Like when she comes out, like I'm like, yo, she's got it. And then I forget. As soon as she doesn't move, I'm like, yo, you suck. And I hate
1: when she opens her mouth. She can't even, like, talk really. She, man. She can't cut a promo. She can't do anything but look good.
2: That's it. That's it. Damn, she's I can't trash. do it. She she better just be a star of Total Divas. Yeah. But she th- can be a manager. So, wait. So, who, like, the rest of the NXT tournament, um, uh, which I thought was great, uh, Bull Dempsey and uh, – and, uh, and Tyler Breeze started their rivalry. Yeah, because uh, Chiamper and Johnny Gargano, uh, Gargano won. Yeah. And I was, like, excited. I didn't expect that, by the way. Yeah, I thought they were coming in to be, like, enhancement talent. They yeah. get ran over, and then, you know, they lose a few matches. But if Chiamper and Gargano can get far in this tournament and, like – Get to the end with Balor and Owens? Oh, that's like amazing. Oh, they're not getting to the end though. I know. I mean Yeah, know, <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, I that's... hope so. I mean, you know, the other the other real talent I see in NXT is uh Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. Yep. Like that the world greatest team two point on. I said it last week. So I see them getting far too. I see something funky happening where Balor and, and Owens don't win. Ballor and Owens. Uh Balor and uh Samoa Joe don't yep. win. And um, that's where the feud starts. And then I guess it goes into TakeOver because Balor doesn't have an opponent yet for TakeOver, which is next month, right? Is October or November. Yeah. I don't know if they're on the card. I think... They've only... Ended... No, the
1: tournament concludes at TakeOver. Well, you know what? So, actually... They'll it, be in the final.
2: It makes sense that they'll be in the final and set up the next, next pay-per-view. pay-per-view which it, is... It... Uh, Brit? uh UK. Yeah, yeah. UK tour, I think. So, um... It makes, it makes sense because if Bailey and Sasha Banks are, are main eventing, it makes sense that Balor and Owens get to the finals. And maybe they do face. No, they don't face Gargano and Ciampa. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know who else they could really face that I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. If Ciampa and Gargano can take over, but it's just like they're so new to get this far. Yeah.
1: but it's a little I, too early.
2: But they could establish themselves as the best tag team. Well, the Vaughn Villains are still in there too. Are they in the tournament? Yeah, they are. They're the t- champions. No, no, no! They're not in the tournament. Um, um, Blake and Murphy. In the Blake tournament. and Murphy. Yeah, and Blake like, and Murphy are not going to win it. They're, no, and I
1: think it's between them,
2: and I think Gable. Uh, Gable's going to get the push. I think Gable. He's got like him and George. Jordan's like he's got the size, but, and Gable's got like the personality. Like oh, yeah. they they're, they're, they look great together. And as a I think,
1: team. and if they beat Finn and and Samoa Joe for any reason, cool. Then it pushes them into the title right. picture, gives them some credibility, and then you know Joe and Finn can go on, or you can set it up so. uh Kenta comes back and he ruins it, and him and Finn go, and you find out he did that or some shit. Yeah, some shit. Uh, all see a lot of moving pieces.
2: NXT just has to bring in some new talent. They have to push some of the new talent. Paulo,
1: Paulo Cruz is still there. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I don't know
2: if him and him
1: and Joe get into it soon. He needs. I don't know him and Baron Corbin. Like you, I mean, they're feeding everyone yeah. Baron Corbin at this point. Yeah, um, but that's that's good. Or Rhino, like he needs a feud. He he just can't true, be smiling true. every week. Like, it's time to push him because sooner or later, you're going to push Finn to the main roster. Yeah. Joe's going to go up. Yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, Tommy kind of set his clock back, so you'll have him for a second. Zayn is as good as gone when he comes back. Oh, I don't yeah. even think he touches NXT again.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. He'll probably come back at the Rumble. and He, he has to come right into a few with Owens. There's no way you can bring him back and be like, hey, I'm back, Sami Zayn. Like, no. He comes in, he goes right after Owens, wherever Owens is which, I, like I said, makes sense. The Royal Rumble, because Owens in the final, final Four of the Royal Rumble, very believable. Yeah. Very believable, and people would pop for it. And if he loses, people will it'll be mutiny. As long as it's not him, Big Show, Kane. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he <laughs> loses, it'll be mutiny. If he loses, and it's like John Cena and a bunch of other people. But if El Generico comes out and loses, everybody will be like, whatever, just like when Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle years ago. As soon as they eliminated But that's why each you got to
1: bring, like – El Generico in is one of the last people, if not the last person. Or he doesn't
2: enter the Rumble at all as a real participant.
1: He comes oh, out there from the crowd. I think you give like the pop of just entering El Generico, play the music, and then everyone, ole, ole, and then you just have him run down, and he takes himself and Owens over the road. That, that makes sense, too. Like, and eliminate I himself. Like it. Fuck it, I'm in it. I don't care. I'm here for Owens. We both go. I like it. I like it. So that that'd be the way to do it, but NXT still in that weird state where we got to see how it plays out. Yeah. They got so big so fast that now they're like, "Hey, you're still developmentally. yeah, but you still got to sell all these shows." Got to. So it's weird, but we'll see how everything plays out. And then next week we'll come back. We will have a guest next week.
2: Yeah, man, it looks like uh, we're gonna have the having Moose. Um, I just talked to Moose this morning. Uh, he's interested in being on the podcast, so, you know, we'll talk to him right after all-star extravaganza. Yeah, gonna uh, try to hunt down some other people, uh, maybe Primo will be stateside. Yeah, yeah, he's still in Sweden. Um, I, know he, <laughs> I wouldn't leave Sweden either, I'm not gonna lie to you. But, uh, we gotta have some cast to talk about, you know, boxing and some MMA stuff. Yeah. It's, it, we're in a weird state right now where there's just not a lot going on, so. Exactly. This
1: is where we get people's random opinions, so yeah. it's good that we don't have to preview anything or anything like that, so we're gonna get more guests for you guys, Thanks for listening to this podcast. You guys know where you can find us, but I'll say it again. At The Corner LSN on Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram, at Kel Dansby and Twitter.
2: At Andreas Hale, the Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. Pretty easy. Follow
1: us on iTunes, which is huge. Make sure you guys press the little like star button thing. Yeah. Give Give us a good rating, man.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, give us comments. You know, somebody told me that we sucked. Yeah. I read those comments. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Say whatever you want. Yeah. Let us know what's
1: going on. Yeah.
2: Because we never look. We never know. You know, we do this show, and it feels like, you know, it's just us talking. The more people listening, the better.
1: Um, and I was thinking, I'll say it right now, uh, not next week, but the week after, trying to set up, like, a fan appreciation show, so I we'll have more details next week. But I want to set it up so you guys hit us up on Twitter, uh, send us, you know, your names, We DM the winners, probably get three fans on, and we'll talk to you guys for an entire show. So we'll have three segments, we'll have three different fans on of the podcast, and
2: we'll have you guys as our guests. That is a damn – like, Kel didn't even run this idea. He just blindsided me with it. So if I thought it sucked, I couldn't do it right now because you guys <laughs> would trash me. But, no, this is a really good idea, and I yeah, think it would be great to bring in some of the, some of the fans because, you know, you guys tweet us and, you know, talk about everything. And it, It's just I, not enough time. It's never enough fans, time. Not enough time. Yeah, so we love to have you guys on the show, you know, your fans, just like we're fans. Even though we do this for a living, we love the sports that we cover. So love to have you, talk a little trash with you, and um, – Tell see, me that I'm right. No goddammit
1: Kel fans over here. Here we go <laughs> Couldn't get through The whole show without it <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you guys Thank you for listening Until next week We're out
3: Peace. On the corner the birthplace of various dreams The ending of the beginning The scariest thing As we survive here To die here Whatever we sing We accept it Live with it the better the skin On the corner The backdrop the hustle and crack rock
2: Everyone
4: is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in.